Welcome to USPEN's alumni podcast, Learning from Leaders. This podcast will focus on approximately 20-minute interviews with a range of professionals from the policy world. The goal of the podcast is to provide information about available career opportunities and advice to the community of graduates from York University's School of Public Policy and Administration. My name is Umina Chencheva, and I graduated with a Master's in Public Policy, Administration and Law from York University in 2015. I'm USPEN's Vice Chair. And my name is Georgette Morris. I'm also a graduate of the MPEL program, class of 2016, current graduate student at Carleton University and director of the podcast. We're excited to have Navja Emin with us today. Navja has had multiple senior roles within the Ontario Liberal Party and in government, including being chief of staff to the Minister of Economic Development and Growth. She currently serves as the chief of staff to the leader of the Ontario Liberal Party. Najva completed her master's in public policy, administration and law from New York University and is a graduate of the University of Toronto, specializing in political science with a double major in French and Spanish. She also taught public sector budgeting and public policy at York University and founded the Ari Woodsworthy Leadership Conference at the University of Toronto. Najwa has worked on numerous local campaigns and was most recently the deputy campaign manager for Stephen Doduka leadership campaign. Najwa is known for being a big advocate of having more BIPOC women involved in senior capacities in any project she takes on. Najwa and her husband, Ruzbeh, live in York region. This podcast was prepared by the York University School of Public Policy and Administration Alumni Network also known as USPAN, and Najwa Amin in their own personal capacity. The opinions expressed here do not necessarily reflect the views of the School of Public Policy and Administration, the Master of Public Policy, Administration and Law, and other associated programs, and or York University in general. Hi, Najwa. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. So can you please tell us um, more about how you decided to work in politics? For sure. Um I'm a firm believer that politics is often local and local um, community issues are important to people. And often the the volunteers that I've met who've lasted the longest in politics are the ones that have gotten involved for the same reasons. So when I was about 14, 15 years old, um, a candidate was running for the then nomination of the Ontario Liberal Party in Richmond Hill to become the first Iranian uh, elected member outside of Iran. And that was Dr. Reza Maridi. And so I am Persian. I was very motivated to help elect um, someone from my own background, to be honest, even though that was only about 15 years ago, the diversity was still very much lacking in the kind of leadership we were electing in government at all levels. So I got involved to um, help uh, elect a local representative that was from our community because the community he was representing was predominantly Persian at the time. And then uh, he won the nomination. uh, And then shortly after the 2007 election, he also won the election at that time, another majority government uh, led by Dalton McGinty. Very neat. And, you know, what are some important lessons you've learned so far in your career? Um, I think every kind of phase of my career helped teach a bunch of different things. I will say that hard work does not go unnoticed. And I didn't necessarily realize that at the beginning. I just would come in and and would offer to do anything that was needed. I would make calls. I would go show up when I was asked and I was assigned and I would just leave. And I didn't realize that people were noticing that. And it wasn't until a couple of years after when the first paid opportunity uh, came about from my involvement that I realized 
I didn't have to, you know, be flashy about the work that I was doing. I didn't have to make it known that I was doing this work. Just showing up and doing the work uh, was getting noticed. Fast forward 10, 15 years where I am now um, in a more senior leadership role where I too am looking for hardworking um, younger people to hire. I do pay attention and I do notice the ones that are not maybe as um, I'll say flashy or in your face about the work they're doing, but they just show up and get the work done. And to me, that's really important because I feel that oftentimes people feel like, especially in politics, that you need to know the right people to get involved or you need to be connected. And, and I, I'm here to say that's not necessarily the case. Um, it certainly wasn't how I, how I got my path into politics. I didn't have any family or friends that were previously involved, um, before me, it's just pretty much showing up, doing the work and, and getting things done. So that's, that's kind of the biggest takeaway that I have taken with me. And um, that has also been the reason why I have been able to escalate in different roles uh, throughout my career, because I just show up and get the work done sometimes. And uh, I've noticed that people notice that. This is very good to know. And what does a typical day at your job look like? <laughs> I'm laughing because uh, I can't tell you um, what I plan for the day to look like always becomes very different than what the day actually becomes. Um, my day usually starts off in the morning with a bunch of morning calls to make sure the team and the leader are kind of set for the day. Um, and it includes overviewing much of the issues that are in the different newspaper outlets across the province and to see if we need to react or um respond either through the leader or anybody else from the party in any way. And then it's followed by a series of either planning meetings for the for the rest of the week, in addition to uh, attending any kind of events or preparation. Much of my work is behind the scenes at this point. Um, so by the time an event actually is happening or is about to happen, I've already moved on to the next event and, and overseeing that logistics, making sure all the moving parts are are moving at the same time and are aligned and the left hand is talking to the right hand. And around um, midday, I often do have a check-in or two with uh, some of our senior team and the leader, walk him through what we expect of him to do. Um, and then uh, in the evening, we I, I oversee all the materials that go to him. So making sure that everything is correct and aligned um, before they get to him because we don't like him to have conflicting messaging or conflicting notices or, or information. And somewhere along the, t the day, a couple issues arise and a couple of mistakes happen. And that's where kind of my day gets thrown upside down and I have to figure it out and solve it. And it becomes my problem. So that's kind of a day in, in a nutshell uh, for me so far. Okay. <laughs> Very neat. Um, you mentioned a lot of different things that uh, your day encompasses. Um, maybe if you could share with us uh, some of the skills and competencies that are required to succeed in a career in politics. For sure. I think there are different phases in politics. There's a phase in politics gearing up to be in government, which we were for a very long time. Um, and then there is one where we are right now, which is we're gearing up to for an election of some sort. Um, I think for for all scenarios, someone who is organized is is very important. Because you need to just constantly be aware of all the different moving parts, regardless of what uh, role you hold, whether it is at my level or a different level. It's just that people cannot work in silo. 
um, everything that is communications is policy. Everything that's policy is communications. Everything that is operations impacts the campaign. So it's just more making sure that you're organized and keeping the right people involved at all time, I think is, is a very important skill set. When you're in government, especially, I think it's easier to perhaps um, not be as well informed on policy issues because you have a full uh, bureaucracy in a ministry helping prepare those notes for you and gather those informations for you. When you're not in government, that kind of resource or service doesn't exist for you. So we kind of um, figure that out ourselves. If you're an MPP, you have certain resources and budgets allocated to you to get that service through the legislative library and the clerk's office. Um, but otherwise, it's a lot on yourself. So I'm very fortunate that I have some background in the ministries that I worked with, both at Ministry of Transportation, Economic Development, but also predominantly some of the work that I did through my studies with MPAL that helped me prepare, know how to create a proper briefing note uh, for the leader. I don't necessarily need to know everything. We do have folks who are helping us on policy, but asking the right questions are something that uh, that I think preparing a bunch of different uh, assignments throughout the MPAL career kind of helped me position myself better to know that we're not missing information and everything that is sent to the leader is as detailed as possible. Thank you for that. Uh, you briefly touched on it, but what advice would you give to recent graduates who want to work on the political side? How should they approach the job search? Yeah, I think it's, um, I think there are, there are different opportunities. So there are certain periods of time where, um, where people are hiring and it's easier to just enter into the workforce with a paid gig. A lot of people I have met have entered through the volunteer route, mostly because there aren't necessarily paid opportunities constantly available, but they do arise. So my recommendation is actually to get involved with a local campaign, a central campaign with any political party that you want and to stick around, even if it's not a paid opportunity. I think, um, I think it's very difficult, especially we all have to pay bills, even, you know, paying your, your phone bill and stuff is very important. If you are able to tackle that on a short term basis, the long term benefits are um, are really they really do outweigh um, the short term benefits, I would say. Um, and that's because the fact that you're doing the kind of work that you're doing for free on a volunteer basis stands out even more. And, and that's not to say that's always the case. There are, there are times, especially after an election, where um, we're looking to hire a lot of people. Um, but, you know, if you come right out in, in January, right after the holiday, that might not necessarily be the case. But reach out, offer the kind of help you're willing to offer and be precise. I think oftentimes people come and say, we want to help with strategy. And that's like the most common thing I've heard. And um that's actually not a useful thing. And that's not a very open process. Um, what's really helpful is you saying, I have expertise, let's say in department X, I'm willing to write briefing notes for you if you need that help. Or I'm really good at communications. I'm willing to write news releases for you. So be specific in the kind of skill sets you have. Um, so that even if that opportunity does not exist, then People will keep you at the back of their mind and they'll call on you. Like I called on someone who sent me a resume four months ago because a job opportunity is recently coming up. So don't be afraid. Reach out. Don't be turned down or discouraged. Sorry, don't be discouraged if you are turned down immediately for a paid job opportunity. If you do care about it, 
um, know that it'll come full circle and try to commit sometimes, sometime volunteering and learning the ins and outs until you get hired. Cause then it's a bit of cruise control for you. Thank you. That's a very insightful answer. And I know you mentioned it earlier on about um, your experience in MPAL, but maybe if we can speak about that a little bit more and if you could express um, how your degree in public policy has helped you progress as a political staffer. For sure. I think for me uh, in particular, MPAL really helped me climb the ladder. Um, As I mentioned at the beginning of the conversation, I actually got involved when I was 15. I got my first job when I was 17. Um, So, you know, by the time I was 22. I had five years under my belt. And in within five years, you can often get many promotions in politics. Um, and that can go from, you know, becoming a, uh, an advisor to senior advisor or a director level. And if you've committed five years as a policy advisor, your next path is to become chief of staff, like, or to go to the premier's office. But that's five years when, you know, you're 30 or you're 28, not when you're 17 and then you're 22. So for me, the MPAL program really helped me show that I have um, other credentials that uh, show that I'm qualified to to lead and to have a better understanding of things. And I remember when I was actually up for a promotion and there was some pushback at the time I was around 26 uh, about my age. Um, And at that point, I had served about eight years. Um, I remember my, my boss turned around and said, she has a master's, you know, I know she's only 26, but she has a master's plus eight years under, the, under her belt. And I remember at that point, folks kind of took a step back and, and um, weren't as heavily against the concept of a promotion for me than they would have been otherwise. So to me, aside from the knowledge I got um, from, Alpa, uh, from MPAL and learning kind of the other side of how things are done in government, it was mostly it helped me get that additional, not only salary bump, but also the added title uh, of becoming a chief of staff at that age. That was really insightful. Um, So would you give any final words of advice to anyone who's interested in the field? I think politics can be seen as rather intimidating. Um, And I know that that's why sometimes people who are really interested don't necessarily gravitate towards it right off the bat, because you walk into an office and everyone knows each other and everyone's talking to each other. Um, If you want to do something, get involved, call me, even if it's with the other parties, I have a working relationship with members and other parties, and I will get you plugged in. Um, And if it's within the Ontario Liberal Party or or the Federal Liberal Party, I'm happy to get you plugged in with the appropriate people because we are like a very big family, um, which has its pros and cons because we can be very loud, but at the same time, very warm and welcoming once we we welcome you and you are known to the family. So um, my advice is pull through, uh, get involved. Local politics does matter. You can make a change, even though that sounds like a cliche. And um, reach out to me and I, and I hope to get you plugged in into a role that you feel comfortable in, that not, not only are you contributing, but you're also thriving. Thank you very much for meeting with us today, Navja. Your unique set of experiences are very captivating, and they clearly show that there are no limits in the field for showcasing, for showcasing the, um, the varied opportunities available in the world of politics. Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks very much for having me.